Punks vs. Zombies by John Cronshaw Episode 4 Chapter 12 Tommy climbed into the back of the van with Kim while the others returned to their vehicles. She gave him a smile, but her skin had a grayish pallor that turned his stomach. He tried to make small talk, to keep things light, but the specter of her worsening condition hung over them. They drove on through the day, his gaze switching between Kim's occasional dozing and the road retreating behind them. This whole zombie business had escalated so quickly. Just yesterday, their biggest concern was making it to their next gig on time. Now they were literally fighting for their lives. He glanced over at Kim. She was curled up on the floor, clutching her injured arm. Beads of sweat dotted her forehead even as she shivered. How are you holding up? She blinked up at him. Oh, you know, just casually turning into a brain-eating monster. He laughed awkwardly. Really thought I'd at least make it to 30 before that happened. He gave a sad smile. Try to get some rest. I bet we'll be stopping soon to gas up and figure out our next move. Yeah. She closed her eyes, her head rocking in time with the van. They sat in silence for a long time, the stench of death cloying in the back of Tommy's throat. She stirred, her face tightening as she clutched her arm. The wound seemed more inflamed now, an angry red mark snaking its way up her forearm. You pissed me off when we first met, you know? Tommy frowned. Huh? That thing you said about me being a bassist because I'm a woman. Tommy blinked, taken aback. No, no, it's not like that. I was just thinking, you know, some of the most kick-ass bassists I've ever known were named Kim. Kim Deal from the Pixies. Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Kims have a reputation, you know? A corner of Kim's mouth twitched into a half-smile. That's a relief. Thought you were going down the women should stick to base route. No way. Tommy shook his head and grinned. There's key, too. The pair laughed and Tommy opened his palms. That was a joke, by the way. I know. I'd never underestimate anyone based on anything like, especially in this scene. We're all fighters here. Good to know. For a moment, Tommy almost forgot the unspoken dread that occupied the back of the van. As Kim shifted, she winced, gripping her arm tighter, and Tommy felt his stomach churn. What if her condition worsened? What if she turned? What if she attacked? Tommy, Kim's voice broke through his spiraling thoughts. You're looking at me like I'm about to eat you. He forced a smile. Sorry, just a bit tense, you know? It's also crazy. Yeah. She looked down at her festering wound, her eyes closing. Crazy. Tommy leaned back and watched the broken landscape roll past, willing the miles to go by faster. The isolation and uncertainty were almost worse than the smell of Kim's wound. A sudden thump from the front of the van made him jump. Roxy's voice filtered through the window, separating them. Got trouble up ahead. Big accident. Cars overturned. There's crap everywhere. We're going to have to go around. As they slowed, hulking shapes of wrecked vehicles lined the highway. I'm telling the others we're going off-road. Hold tight. Gripping a strap that hung from the ceiling, Tommy braced himself. With a lurch, the van veered off the asphalt. His grip tightened as they jolted onto an unpaved road. Thumps and groans resonated from below as the wheels skidded over ruts and loose gravel. Trees blurred past the back window, their skeletal branches swiping at the sky. He clenched his jaw, fighting the rising tide of nausea. His stomach twisted, 
roiling with the sensation of being in a shaker. He didn't want to imagine how Kim felt. Amp stacks and drum cases slid across the floor, a guitar case teetered on a ledge. Just as it seemed about to fall, Tommy lunged forward, grappling it back into position. His hand brushed against Kim's leg. Instinctively, he recoiled. The virus, he couldn't afford to forget that even for a second. The van dipped suddenly, descending into what felt like a shallow ditch before jolting upwards again, tires finding purchase on the uneven terrain. Drumsticks and leads became airborne missiles. He threw himself over Kim, shielding her from the cascade of falling equipment. Symbols clashed in dissonance, almost drowned out by the roar of the engine. Kim screamed. A high-pitched screech tore through the van as Roxy accelerated, metal scraping rock below them. The van burst out of the makeshift road, tires skimming over soft earth, and then back onto smooth asphalt. Jeez. Kim was visibly shaken, her eyes darting back and forth. Are you all right? She nodded, wrapping her arms around herself as though hugging away the last few minutes. I think so. The van slowed, and Roxy's voice piped up again. We're back on track. How's everything back there? Tommy looked around at the chaotic mess of musical equipment, at Kim's ashen face, at his own trembling hands. We're still alive. Good. Let's keep it that way. A few minutes later, Roxy slammed the brakes. Tommy's head crashed into an amp while his posterior found itself nestled between some drums. The metallic taste of blood filled his mouth. Jeez, Roxy, what's the big idea? Looks like the military or something. Damn it. Tommy rubbed the sore spot on his head. This can't be good. Understatement of the year. Kim mumbled, her voice barely audible. What do we do? Stay cool, I guess. We haven't done anything wrong. Right. Her voice quivered. No big deal. Exactly. Tommy turned to the front. Roxy, anything new? I think it's the National Guard. Peering through the back window, he saw the other vans in their convoy screech to a halt. Soldiers already aiming their rifles at them. He turned to Kim. You should probably hide. Without protest, Kim scrambled behind one of the larger amps, her face pale and terrified. Out of the vehicle, now. A stern-looking soldier tapped his rifle against the back window. Taking a deep breath, Tommy tried to keep his cool as he stepped out of the van. The tension weighed heavy. His heart thumped in his chest. Morning, officer. Tommy forced a smile. Nice weather for an apocalypse, huh? Cut the wisecracks, the soldier snapped. What are you doing here? Us? We're just some punk bands trying to get home. He gestured towards the vans. Had to cut the tour short. All right, punk, the soldier sneered, eyeing him like he was something he'd stepped in. Where are you lot from and what the hell are you doing out here? My lot are from Philly. Those lot are from Pittsburgh. And these guys, Columbus, Ohio. Tommy tried to keep his voice steady despite the icy grip of fear twisting his gut. You're in a rock band? Punk rock, yeah. Maybe you've heard of us? I'm from Crab vs. Lion. We've got Anarchy's Child and the Furious Minx, just made our debut at the Gilman. Never heard of any of you. His lip curled. And I don't care for your kind of noise anyway. You punks are all the same. Nothing but trouble. Tommy raised his hands. We're just making music. No, Billy Joel makes music. I wouldn't call screaming and smashing stuff music. Tommy shrugged. Guess it depends on what you're aiming for. Hmm. Still doesn't answer what you're doing on the roads. There's a stay-at-home order in effect. 
and we're just trying to make it back home now. The soldier raised an eyebrow, clearly unimpressed. To Philadelphia? Yep. And how are you planning to do that? Driving, mostly. He motioned towards the vans. Just follow the road and hope for the best, right? Hope won't get you far, kid. But I guess it's all you've got. Just remember, there are worse things out there than zombies. Thanks for the advice. The soldier looked Tommy up and down. You know, driving across country is a bad idea right now. Look, man, I just want to get back home. I need to get back to them. Uh-huh. And how do we know you're not infected? Tommy raised his hands in mock surrender. We've all got our problems, but turning into zombies ain't one of them. Keep your hands still, and don't try anything funny. We're not here to play games. Neither are we. Tommy held his voice steady. We just want to get back home safe to our families, same as you, I'm guessing. The soldier studied Tommy for a moment, his eyes searching. His gaze shifted to Mickey, slumped against the van. Hey man, don't worry about him. Tommy gestured to Mickey. He's not infected or anything, just going through some withdrawal. The soldier narrowed his eyes. What kind of withdrawal? Plez, Mickey said. But I'm kicking it. Fantastic. The soldier sneered, rolling his eyes. Just what we need, more junky scumbags to deal with. Hey, we're all just trying to survive here, Tommy said. The soldier shook his head at Mickey. Pathetic. Any chance you've got some methadone on you? Tommy asked. It'd sure make our journey a hell of a lot smoother. Sorry, kid. We're fresh out, the soldier said. Right, of course. Have any of your party been bitten? The soldier's eyes scanned their faces. Party? Tommy grinned at the others. This your idea of a party? The soldier raised his rifle. Answer the question. Have any of your group been infected? Bites? Scratches? Any sustained bodily contact? Tommy glanced towards the mink's van, praying the soldier wouldn't notice. I think we're all good. Hey Tommy, Zero called out, phone in hand, capturing the entire scene. Gotta document harassment like this, right? Tommy sighed. Zero, don't antagonize them. Hey, another soldier barked at Zero. Put that away and let us search your vehicle. Uno can do, buddy, Zero said. Fourth Amendment. You need a warrant or probable cause, and you've got neither. Are you really going to pull that card now? The first soldier snapped. Zero smirked. Damn straight I am. You know this is part of the globalists' plan, right? You even know who your true masters are? Look, another soldier said. You should all just go back to your homes. It's safer there. Do you think we're out here joyriding through Zombieville, USA because we like the scenery? Tommy said. We're trying to get home. Tommy, Roxy glared at him. Chill out, yeah? Right, Tommy agreed. Sorry, officer, it's just, it's been a rough couple of days. Understandable, the soldier's expression softened. But seriously, go home. Thanks, Tommy said through gritted teeth. The soldier leaned closer. I shouldn't be telling you this, but if you're looking for somewhere relatively secure, Lake Tahoe has been cleared. It's probably your best bet right now. Tommy nodded. Thanks for the tip. I'll let the others know. It's about as safe as anywhere can be these days, the soldier said before walking away. Tommy relayed the information as they returned to their vans. Great. A vacation spot, Roxy muttered. Maybe we'll find some jet skis and have a little fun while we're running from the zombies. Or maybe we'll find some peace and quiet, 
away from all this crap, Layla said. Either way, Tommy said, we've got to keep moving forward. All right, everyone back in the vans, Roxy said. We've got a long drive ahead and we're burning daylight. Damn pigs, Zero said. Always gotta flex their muscle even when the world's going to hell. Shut up, Zero, Layla said. Just be thankful we got through. They could have made things a lot more difficult for us. By what, trampling on our rights? You see that as a difficulty? Zero shot her a condescending look. Rights? You think this is the time to be having a debate on civil liberties? We're dealing with an apocalypse, for God's sake. Well, you never know when tyranny starts to sneak in, do you? Gotta keep an eye out, Zero said, raising an eyebrow. This is all part of the plan. Zero, in case you haven't noticed, we're slightly more concerned with zombies ripping us to shreds than some dystopian fantasy. Ah, the zombies, Zero sneered at the roadblock. The perfect distraction, aren't they? Keep the sheeple scared and they won't even notice their freedom slipping away. Layla blinked at him. Are you even listening to yourself? People are dying, Zero. We've probably lost friends, family. This is not some conspiracy theory. This is real life. And that makes it even more important to question the reality we're given, Layla. Layla took a deep breath. You know what, Zero? You're right. Let's just let anarchy reign while the world burns. Happy now. We're supposed to be punks, remember? He grinned and clapped his hands. Always had you lot down for a bunch of cosplayers. You know what I mean. Not everything has to be a battle against the man. Better than blind obedience. Right. Because anarchy has worked out so well for us so far. Before Zero could respond, Tommy stepped in. Guys, enough. We've got bigger problems. Like how we're going to survive the next few days. Zero shrugged and sauntered to join his bandmates. Spike from the Furious Minx approached Tommy as everyone shuffled back towards their respective vans. Hey man, thanks for looking out for Kim back there. Really appreciate it. Tommy nodded. Of course, we've got to stick together, don't we? Listen. A serious expression settled on Spike's face. Why don't we swap places for a bit? You've been running point with those soldiers and keeping things steady. I should be there for Kim. You sure? Yeah, be better having someone she knows with her, you know? Nothing personal. Of course, man. Do what you need to. I'll head back over to our van and you can join Kim. Cheers, Tommy. Means a lot. Take care of her. Tommy patted Spike's shoulder before making his way back towards the van. Tommy settled back into the passenger seat and smiled at Layla. Hey. Hey, yourself. How's Kim? Not great. Spike's going to look out for her. Makes sense. She looked Tommy up and down. She didn't. I'm fine. You think she'll, you know. Tommy shrugged. We'll deal with that if and when it comes. He glanced back at Mickey, who managed a weak grin. The door slid open, and Jimbo from Anarchy's Child hopped in. Mind if I join the party? What are you doing here? Layla asked. Needed a break from Zero's crap, didn't I? Dude's doing my head in. Welcome aboard, Tommy said, offering a smile. Jimbo settled in, crossing his arms. So, Lake Tahoe, yeah? That's the plan, apparently. Soldiers say it's cleared out. Could be a safe haven for us. Or a trap, Mickey said. Either way, we've got to keep moving forward, Tommy said. We don't have many options left. All right, let's do this. Layla started the engine. Lake Tahoe, here we come. To be continued.
Thanks for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode of Punks vs. Zombies. You can find out more about John Cronshaw and his work by visiting johncronshaw.com. Punks vs. Zombies is copyright John Cronshaw and Wyvern Books Limited. All rights reserved. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, locales, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental.